0: It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at quiz.fox. This is Bonus Benson. This segment is officially completely off the rails. What are
1: you talking about? Stuff we wish never aired. I will eat chalupas all day long.
0: Come on, man.
1: The Guy Benson Show.
0: stretch on the Guy Benson show. We are back from the Thanksgiving break. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Our website here, GuyBensonShow.com, podcast free every day. Tune in tonight, 11 p.m. Eastern time, Fox News channel. Gutfeld, I'll be on the panel with Greg and Kat and the crew. Looking forward to that. So we had a smashing success of a Thanksgiving at the Benson house. We were sad that my in-laws couldn't come because of a positive COVID test Everyone's feeling fine. So it was a smaller group than I typically would prefer. I like a very full house, a full table, all of that. But we had five of us. We had a great time. We made far too much homemade cranberry sauce. Like, there is a ludicrous amount left over. And it's great because I like putting it on a sandwich with mayo and then various cold cuts or what have you on little Hawaiian rolls. Those leftovers for days are just amazing. But... I don't think I can eat enough sandwiches to use up all of this cranberry sauce that's left. But it's amazing, and it's a bright pop of red in the refrigerator. So we'll use it for a while. Should probably check how long it's good for. A couple more days at least. Anyway, one thing that I was thinking about, because we have already cited my father and one of his culinary discoveries, in this case in the beverage department, with the long drink. Or he's been mixing long drink with apple cider in the fall, and it really is amazing. In fact, my friends who are trying it, they're like, not only is this delicious, it's dangerous, because all it tastes like is a sparkling cider at that point, and you have no concept that there's booze in it. So very autumnal, very delicious, but as we say, drink responsibly, because that, that can get you. you, can catch up with you. Another thing that my dad has done over the years, and this I think goes to some people's aversion to turkey. For example, producer Christine, who did not offer turkey at her Thanksgiving, nor mashed potatoes, which is really criminal. But I think a lot of people associate turkey with tasteless and dry. So why eat that? What my dad does, and he will be very pleased that I'm sharing this with the national audience because he was sharing it with basically everyone he came into contact with, including Uber drivers over the weekend. We went to go see the Christmas Carol at Ford's Theater on Friday. Christmas lights on in the house. Christmas Carol, it's officially Christmas season, everyone. Merry Christmas here. But he was telling our Uber driver about how to prepare a turkey. I'm sure that guy will cling to those tidbits for the next 364 days. But it actually does work. Number one, you brine the turkey. In a big brining bag, there's a solution. There's like a, like a brining mix that you put in there. And you leave it, I think it's at least overnight, in a cooler to brine. That helps immensely. And then you get one of those V-shaped racks. And you do the first half of the turkey roast upside down. With the turkey sort of on its back. And then you baste it regularly. So you have... And, of course, some good stuffing in there. So you have the juices from the stuffing. You have the brine. You have the upside-down roast. And then you flip it right-side up for, like, the last maybe 40% of the roast. He was checking it and doing the thermometer thing. He got it. He just nailed it. And it was delicious, tasty, juicy. So good. And that's how we do it. In our house. And I think some of the turkey skeptical people might have changed their mind had they had our turkey, is what I'm saying. Now, we were going to do a whole recap here of Thanksgiving and everyone's households over the long weekend from our team. However, there's a new crisis already here at the Guy Benson show, although the crisis has passed, but there was a crisis. And I'll give you one guess which member of this team was convinced that she had the new variant of coronavirus, right? Because it's in the news, and when this unnamed team member hears anything in the news, no matter what she has heard on this show, no matter what the factual information might be, she is a paranoiac and a hypochondriac, extraordinaire. So, yes, indeed, producer Christine was convinced today that she has Omicron. When, in fact, there are zero known cases in America. Maybe she's patient zero, but zero known cases. And, Christine, tell us what the symptom was that you interpreted as ironclad proof that you have Omicron.
2: I had a really bad stomach ache.
0: Okay. It just... Let me, I, let me stop you right there. How long have we been covering coronavirus on this show? 20 months? Yeah. Do we have a doctor on once, twice a week, every week? Sometimes every day, yeah. Yeah. We've talked about symptoms, right. right? Right. Stomachache. Is that anywhere near the list of major symptoms on coronavirus that you have ever heard? No,
2: but this is the new variant. So maybe this was a new symptom that we they didn't know about. I mean, don't forget... There were symptoms that we didn't know about, and then all of a sudden it was
0: like, oh, yeah, let's add this to it. So in Cookie's mind, you've got a stomach ache, not a symptom, but might become one because of the new variant, and there are no known cases in America, but she might be the first one, and therefore stomach ache plus that possibility equals I've got this thing. And you made multiple phone calls.
2: Well, and also, I felt a little off in my head. Please don't make a joke right there.
0: Please. I was going to say, how could you tell the difference? That sounds par for the course. So you called Bobby, your husband, at yes. work.
2: Uh, yeah, he was at work. I was walking to work. And how did that go? He told me he did not have time for this. And he said he knew it was coming eventually, but he, he said, I am at work. I do not have
0: time for this. Did he hang up? He hung up. He hung up on you. So that's the correct response, by the way. Then you called quiet wyatt i did wyatt when did this happen what was your reaction
3: uh it was earlier this morning and i told her that i would bet her money that she definitely does not have covid or certainly not this variant was she panicked
0: um yeah i would say so yep <laughs> did she um did she give you any instructions at the end of this phone
3: call not that I could recall, no.
0: Oh, she didn't She didn't tell you not to tell me about the phone call? I don't recall. Okay, thanks, James Comey. <laughs> I don't recall. And
2: then um, after that phone call, I did walk over to Dan.
0: So you're just telling everyone about your concern? Quietly. Quietly. Because I don't want to
2: cause a panic in the newsroom.
0: And you didn't, well, there's one panic and it's one person. No one else has the panic. Because it's just you. You did, in fact, for the record, tell Wyatt not to tell me. I sure did. And then you let it slip anyway. So I'm like, well, this is our new home stretch today. So you then tell Dan about your deep concern that Omicron has afflicted you specifically because of this uh, stomach ache. And Dan, you asked, my understanding is a fairly sensible question here.
1: Well, I first asked, have you eaten today? And Because that's a huge thing. And how much coffee have you had while not eating today? Uh So that could create a stomach ache. And she said, I haven't eaten, and I've had a lot of coffee. So I said, go try something to eat, and I think you'll feel better.
0: Did it ever occur to you, Christine, that drinking a lot of coffee and eating nothing might be more likely to cause a stomach ache than this variant from South Africa that we don't know is even here in the country yet, for which... Stomach aches are not a known symptom at all.
2: No, no, it didn't cross my mind. I, I, laser focus, I have.
0: Right, So. Like, just locked in.
2: Yeah, there was really no other answer.
0: So, when he said that, though, to you, the food thing, did you think, oh, well, that might make sense?
2: Yeah, I forgot I was fasting, because I'm, I'm back to intermittent fasting. Um. Yeah, I needed to lose I had a little too much booze, had to lose weight. It's too quickest. much uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just, stuffing? Yes. So I forgot. I hadn't eaten since probably five or six last night, and mm-hmm. I did have coffee. So I said, oh, Dan, I think you're on to something.
0: So did you go get lunch or something? Or yeah, I felt like
2: a new person. I had soup, and I felt great. So I don't <laughs> think I have anything. I think
0: I'm fine. Oh, thanks, doctor. The new diagnosis is in. She was hungry. What is this weird sensation in my stomach? It must be the new COVID. Yeah, but the thing is, I I fast. And Dan's like, have some soup. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, wait, this worked.
2: And I did tell him, right? I came back and said, Dan, I feel great. That
0: Actually, she did. so congratulations, Dan. I've realized now that I have missed a huge opportunity. And that opportunity, I wonder if I can sort of almost have a mulligan and try it anyway. What if... I agree with you, Christine, that you do have Omicron. Or at least you might, and you can't be too safe. And therefore, you might want to skip the Christmas party this coming weekend because there's gonna be a lot of people around. We don't want you to be a super spreader with your stomach ache, COVID. So maybe you just to stay on ISOR Lane. It's for everyone's good. It's for really public health. How about that?
2: I'd feel I'd feel fabulous in a minute if that had—
0: Just oh, a, a miraculous recovery?
2: hmm mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh-huh. I, would, I am not missing this party. I'll,
0: don't say that too confidently. There are still a few days left for something to go wrong. But, I already have my outfit. I, so this is something that I want to ask you about. We're getting lots of requests now about the dress code. There were some things that we omitted, apparently, from the Evite— and we don't have time to get into it today, but over the course of the week, we're going to be building the anticipation for what I am calling the event of the year, which is our Christmas party. It is back after a year hiatus due to COVID. The list of people is getting kind of long.
2: I can't believe they- you invited me. You told me some names
0: there and I know, I'm in shock. I. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, it's like with the wedding too. It's like, I, I just don't learn my lesson. I'm so excited for our party. So our party, here we go. Well, we'll be discussing, quote, our party over the course of the week because Curious Christine has all sorts of questions. She's made a full recovery from her non-existent Omicron by having some soup because she hadn't eaten in like 18 hours. That one was uh, handled by Dr. Dan over here. And I will remember the I don't recall weaselly, slippery evasion there from Quiet Wyatt. That has gone not unnoticed back in D.C.
2: Very impressive, Wyatt. Very impressive.
0: I'm in New York for Gutfeld tonight, 11 p.m. Eastern, Fox News Channel. We will see you there. Back here tomorrow on the radio, same time, same place, for The Guy Benson Show. Home stretch. it's The Guy Benson Show, and we always cover the hard-hitting stories here on the program, especially in the home homestretch. GuyBensonShow.com, our website podcast, always free. Here's a headline from the Wall Street Journal. Are AirPods out? Why cool kids are wearing wired headphones. Humble retro corded headphones are making an unexpected return for both aesthetic and practical reasons. So here's How the story goes, and then we'll talk about it. Everyone wears AirPods these days, right? Since Apple launched the Bluetooth-enabled headphones in 2016, they've become an inescapable feature of daily life. Countless people walk around, chat, and run with those two little knobs sticking out of their ears. If you're among them, you may right now be considering buying a new pair, namely the third-generation version that launched last month featuring spatial audio. What is spatial audio? I don't quite understand it myself, but it sounds exciting. The prevalence of AirPods makes them critical to Apple's wearables business, which generated $38.3 billion in net sales from September 2020 to September 2021. In short, AirPods have become too widespread to be cool. So perhaps inevitably, contrarian trendsetters are reviving some ancient technology, corded headphones. Then they talk about fashionable young celebrities now going back to headphones with actual physical cords. So I would just like to say, for the record, that I guess this makes me a cool kid and a trendsetter because I never went to AirPods. I didn't like them. I didn't want them. I wanted the cord for various reasons. And so I'm really, if you think about it, a leader, a societal leader, a fashion leader, if you will, if you uh, caught some of our live stream earlier. I mean, I got the baseball cap and the pullover. It's it's a look. I'm a fashion leader. I, I'm actually not wearing my boat shoes, which I almost always do. It's part of my uniform. Sneakers today, in case you were curious. But these trendsetters, like Step Aside Bella Hadid, I've been on the corded headphones trained the whole time. I never left. Now, my husband likes the AirPods. For me, they there are a couple of reasons. They wouldn't stay in my ears. I've never liked Apple's headphones, even with the cord. Like, there's just something about the way they're shaped. It's just not, for me, I like Bose headphones. The little ones that pop, you know, right into your ear there. Sometimes that go over the top of your ear. I like to have them secured, to my ear. Especially when you're working out. Like I never understand how can these people like run where their bodies, you know, they're jogging and it's jostled all over the place. How do these things stay in? They didn't work for me, so I had no interest in them. That was number one, not reliable for me. Number two, I am not a forgetful person. I don't lose things often or easily. There's just something about AirPods that I knew were eminently losable. Like, I just had a feeling they're expensive, that I would just, like, leave them somewhere,
3: forget them somewhere. Wyatt, you had an unfortunate experience recently. Yes, Guy. This is now the second time this has happened uh, to me with my AirPods. I've, I've gone to two pairs at this point. I have washed them in the dryer, and they have uh, been fried. So you forget that they're in your pants
0: into the wash they go, and then they're done. And it's happened twice. Are you done
3: with AirPods, or are you going to keep spending money and then destroying these things? I think I'm finally done. I think this is it. After reading this article, I think that um, it's just it's so expensive and unnecessary. They used to give them to you for free in the box, but now they don't. And there was one line in, in the, the, the Wall Street Journal article that I really appreciated, and it was, A cord also projects a you can't sit with me factor that some people find appealing. And I do kind of relate to that. If I'm wearing headphones, it kind of projects, please don't talk to me and leave me alone. And I think that with the cord, that comes into play. It sends the signal more strongly and clearly,
0: which can be helpful, for example, on a flight. If someone is a chatty Kathy and wants to strike up a conversation, and that's fine. I like friendly people. At a certain point, if you have to get some work done or you want to rest or something else, you would just prefer the conversation to uh, pause or, or end. You can put on headphones, and I think the more dramatic that act, the clearer the message is. Now, Dan, you are a pro AirPods person. So you're like, you know, hold the phone here. There's not some new trend away from this. This is a quality product that you enjoy.
1: Once wireless came into the scene, I never looked back. I cannot stand having wired headphones. Because first of all, when you try to put them in your pocket or anywhere, they get all, like, you know, tangled, and you can't untangle them. It takes, like, five minutes before you can use them. Second of all, I'm a runner, so when you're running, what do you do with that cord? It's just, like, hanging there, thwapping against you, and you don't know what to do with it. So once wireless came out, I love it. I do have to agree on AirPods, though. They do slip out. I do tend to get a little sweaty, when I run, and they kind of fall out of my ears, and so that's kind of annoying. But Doesn't get, that
0: defeat the purpose? That's that's why I'm willing to put up with the cord, because the headphones stay in. Yeah. As opposed to, like, going flying out of my ears, and you're looking for it on the ground. Your run's interrupted. I feel like you're making some of my points for me here. I now. don't know,
1: but then you also can, like, hit your hand on the cord, and it rips them out of your ears that way, too. I get that they stay attached to your phone, But I just think the connectivity with it is amazing, and I love it, and I'll never go back. Well,
0: here's the thing that also does annoy me, and I like Apple. I have Apple products. I have an iPhone, but the new iPhones don't have a headphone jack where you can directly plug headphones into the phone itself. You have to get this adapter thing, and I have one of them, but I forget that. I should probably just leave it in my bag that I travel with, but that's annoying because all – you know, be on a train or I'll be traveling or whatever. And I want to listen to a video and I don't have the means to do it. So I don't know if there's anyone at like Apple headquarters that listens to this show, maybe on the podcast, Apple podcast. Uh, please bring back the headphone jack, please. In the next iteration. Although I keep my iPhones forever. Like my last iPhone, I think I had for like five years or something insane. Adam would make fun of me for it. So I guess I'm stuck with this situation without the the plug, if they even bring it back, which I'm not sure that they will. All right, that's my little rant aside. All right, Producer Christine, AirPods, yes or no?
2: So I like the AirPods, but I keep losing them. Um, Bobby has said uh, this last go around, I'm just not responsible enough for AirPods, but I'm going to say this. I was chased In Penn Station, and I lost my balance, and that's why I lost one of my AirPods. So technically, it was not my fault.
0: All right, let's – okay, let's unpack this. You've buried the lead here. Who was chasing you in Penn Station?
2: Bad man. No, really, like some – Just, I I don't know if everybody in America knows this, but New York City is not the safest right now. And Penn Station is pretty much ground zero for that. So if you're taking a train and you're going through, I literally got chased by somebody. And I kind of tripped a little bit and then ran, and my AirPod must have dropped.
0: Now, did you, I'm not saying this didn't happen. but It did, I'm just wondering, okay, Jussie, here's the thing. Sometimes you perceive threats that don't exist. For example, the disoriented, confused elderly woman on your block who was lost and asked for help, and you screamed at her to get away from you because you were convinced she was part of a plot to kidnap you, uh, which is just deeply insane. Like, I can't help but wonder... Were you chased, or were you convinced that you were going to be chased? So you started sort of running out of this paranoia. And then sometimes when someone runs, other people are sort of like, "Oh, I'm going to run after them." I'm saying you may have instigated this incident.
2: I mean, he was like looking at me really funny, and
0: it just freaked me out. And I so you started to run. Were there other people around, or was it like yeah, late no, it at night? No,
2: well, no, no, no. It was like noon. <laughs>
0: So there were no, not plenty even. Of people. <laughs> no, it was like 10.30 in the morning. It was the middle of the morning. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and then in your haste yes. to get away from this person based on a look, you fell and you lost an AirPod. And were you so panicked that you simply abandoned the AirPod?
2: Yeah, I, I didn't even realize I had lost the AirPod. And then I was calling Bobby to tell him... Um, A, that I probably have the new variant, and B, I didn't even get to the point where I was chased because he hung up on me.
0: This man deserves a trophy.
2: So I had to go home and tell him last night I lost the AirPod. Uh, He, too, feels that it was probably overblown by me, Mm. but he wasn't there. He doesn't know. So I
3: have one.
0: There's a a pattern of behavior, right? Right. I mean that's that's where it sort of well, comes from. Did you did you pay this man to chase you? That is you use a not personal check?
2: funny. <laughs> that is not funny.
0: I think it kind of is funny. Is there so a dry anyway. run the day before?
2: <sighs> okay.
0: Like, so, so you're going to look at me this way. I'm going to run. I might fall for dramatic effect. I'm just I, asking questions. Not, here. That's not, all.
2: I'm not playing into this. <laughs> I was chased. I lost an AirPod. I'm going to be one of the cool kids now, going back to the uh, wired headphones.
0: All right. Well, that's the final verdict in the case of Cookie Smollett. And we're out of time. Back here tomorrow. Guy Benson Show, Wednesday edition. We'll talk to you then. It's the home stretch on The Guy Benson Show. And if you're listening on the broadcast, you can hear. A Christmas song playing, which is related to the topic, so I'll allow it. But we did have an internal debate over which I ultimately wield the final say about when we start using Christmas music in our bumper music during the season. And... I'll just remind you our website, guybensonshow.com. The podcast is always free, all that good stuff. Tune in tonight, special report. I'll be on the panel with Brett Bayer and company this evening in the 6 p.m. hour Eastern time. So I am willing to countenance Christmas music starting today, December 1st. It is now acceptable in my mind. I'm in a headspace where I can hear Christmas music and be like, okay. As for playing it as our bumper music, To me, that's going to start at the earliest late next week. Probably the week of the 13th. So we could have the two weeks leading up to Christmas. I think that's fair. Maybe two and a half weeks. I'm open to debating that. I hear that Christine and Wyatt are colluding against me on this front. That they have formed an unholy and rare alliance. Why you agree with Christine? You feel like we should already be in the Christmas music stuff in the rotation.
3: I have to say I do, and and she did not pay me to say that. I, I do think Christmas music should start in the bumper rotation today.
0: Well, she may not have paid you. I'm not surprised. Did she threaten you though?
3: No, she didn't.
0: Were you the one who was chasing her through Penn Station allegedly? Gosh, that that went off the rails yesterday in this segment. If you missed yesterday's home stretch, it will be in bonus Benson. I was not expecting that turn of fate, and yet that's what we experience. So, Christine, you feel like the Christmas music is, like, well overdue already.
2: Yes, we are very, very late with the Christmas music, especially the bumpers coming in. Um, I have been playing Christmas music since November 1st. You are very late. I understand maybe for the show we could have waited, you know, a little bit, but today's the day. Today's the day that we should incorporate yeah.
0: well we risk. played one we played one this segment yeah but you're not so gonna y- let us play anymore I mean maybe for select segments because we'll be talking for example about the upcoming Christmas party tomorrow Friday maybe we can do Christmas songs for Christmas segments. I'm open to that that might be a compromise and here's the thing not everyone wants to hear the Christmas music even now even while I am very much open to it foxnews.com has this lifestyle story today. Does Christmas music stress you out? Here's what the story says. It's supposed to be the most wonderful time of the year, but for many people, the holidays are a stressful time. And for some, the stress can be compounded by the prevalent and in some cases inescapable Christmas music. Though there hasn't been any intensive research on the topic, a few surveys in the last decade have found that some portion of Americans really don't like Christmas music. I mean, look, some portion of Americans are also communists, so I'm not too worried about that. Not everyone celebrates, although I think you cannot be a Christian or a person who celebrates Christmas and still appreciate Christmas music at a certain time of year. I have a very viscerally negative reaction to premature Christmas music, which is different, and it's a debate that we have every year and, in fact, a debate that we're having a little bit here in this segment There is one thing, though, that was brought to my attention in a tweet yesterday that I can now no longer unhear, and so I feel like I have to inflict this on all of you as well. So Olivier Knox, who is a reporter, a journalist here in D.C., he's at The Washington Post, he tweeted 10 years ago about this, and then I guess he re-ups his tweet every year, and I had never seen it until yesterday – But he realized that, well, there's a famous Christmas song that you've absolutely heard probably a thousand times, maybe a million times, Sleigh Ride. Here's a part of it, cut 17. You know this. All right, so that's the uh, giddy up, giddy up, giddy up, let's go part of the song fine, what Olivier Knox noticed was that a certain very famous theme song here within the Fox family basically does the giddy up, let's go part of the Christmas carol, but in the context of football, the NFL on Fox, one of the most famous sports theme songs in America, kind of just incorporates that riff. Am I wrong? Is he wrong? I don't think so. Cut 16. Let's giddy up, giddy up, giddy up. Let's go. I'm never going to be able to not hear that. I don't know if I'm mad at Olivier Knox for noticing this and tweeting it out into the world where it found its way to my eyes and my brain. Am I mad? Am I grateful? Play them back to back. Do the do the original song first and then the Fox NFL theme song. 17 then 16. See, that's definitely more intense and not as cheerful sounding, but it's the same beat and kind of the same tune. It's kind of freaking me out. I'm not sure if I love it or hate it. But I will hear that forever as I watch football on Fox. And at least for my team, the college football season is very much over. What a disaster that was for Northwestern. So I can just turn the page football-wise, distract myself from the season that just occurred. All right, we are up on the clock. Join me next hour on Special Report with Brett Baer. I'll be on the panel in the 6 p.m. hour Eastern time. You can tune in live, set your DVRs. Back here tomorrow as we get closer to that Christmas party that I mentioned this weekend. Producer Christine, against my better judgment, is in fact invited. Actually, the whole team is invited. She has a thousand questions for me. She keeps wanting to do it all week, entire segments about it. I said, no, we can do it Thursday. We can do it Friday. That's the max. So brace yourself for tomorrow. Back here, same time, same place. It's the Guy Benson Show. Have a great night. Home stretch on this Friday eve on the Guy Benson Show. GuyBensonShow.com, podcast always free. And if you're listening on the broadcast or the premium podcast, you can hear that song. And the good news is the weather outside is not going to be frightful this weekend here in Washington, D.C. I've been checking the forecast. It's going to be clear, but a little bit on the cold side, but not freezing. Like 50s during the day, down into the high 30s at night. That is reasonable. The reason that I'm checking the weather forecast is because we are having our big Christmas party that we have been touching on and teasing now for weeks, And because it's just days away, now we're going to get into it. Producer Christine has been begging to talk about it now for more than a week. And I guess it's finally time. We had to skip it last year. We had a very small gathering, socially distanced, that was partially outside, with very few people last year due to COVID. What we usually have is a big bash of some sort. It's a tradition that started when I first moved to Washington, D.C. for my job at townhall.com. I didn't work at Fox yet. And I had my teammates from the editorial side at Town Hall over to my little apartment. I had a studio apartment in my same neighborhood. And I had beer and wine and little munchies and that kind of thing. And I have hosted, in some respect, a Christmas party and holiday party every single year since. This would be year 11 now of the tradition. And once we got the house that has a yard and you've got more opportunity to entertain, it has sort of grown. I'm starting to worry that it has grown too much. This year we have a lot of people who RSVP'd yes. We weren't really anticipating that level of attrition, the low level of attrition. We had a lot of yeses. So in terms of people telling us that they're coming, we are now I think at 106 couple people have dropped out, so that's cutting in the opposite direction. Some people won't show up, but we have a tent that we're renting to put up outside. And it will be heated, but that will expand the footprint a lot. Nevertheless, it's a lot of people. Now, it's not everyone at once. Right, the goal is over the course of six hours to have different waves of people. Some folks are... Party animals who love us who will be there the entire time. I think a lot of other people will be going to dinner and then showing up for a few drinks afterwards or coming to us for an appetizer or two and some past food or what have you, some cheese, some drinks, and then go off to dinner or go off to their next party. So usually the way it works is you've got sort of rolling attendance with different groups of people showing up at different times. That's what we're counting on because I'm not sure if we can actually accommodate a hundred people in the house at once. We have a TV down in the basement. We might open up the basement to have a second bathroom available. That might become important. And also, Jason Chaffetz mentioned this earlier, this Saturday is Championship Saturday in college football. And the Big Ten Championship game, the conference that I pay most attention to, Michigan and Iowa, will be on right in the middle of our party. So we might put the Big Ten championship game on in the basement, and that would definitely spread things out a little bit more in terms of where people are. And if you've got sports fans, they've at least got the opportunity to check the score or go down and watch some of the game if they want to. I'm just sort of planning out loud right now with all of you. I should start making a list of some of these things. One of the things that I spent some time talking about last night and thinking about and Googling was how much alcohol... Do we need to purchase? And in my Googling, the apparent rule of thumb for entertaining for a party like this is roughly one drink per guest per hour. <laughs> Was that did I hear a laugh from producer Christine there? Wait, say that again. One drink. <laughs> one drink? One drink per guest per hour is apparently the rule of thumb.
2: and That's or- for an
0: average guest. That's not for you. Like, we are maybe going to have to order alcohol separately for you. Like, seven drinks per that one guest per hour. And then figure out at what point, how many hours in, do you either get carried away by your husband or pass out. That's the calculation for Cookie, but for everyone else, they say on average one drink per guest per hour. And if it's, let's say, five hours really of the party and 100 people, we'd have to have available 500 drinks. So that would come in the form of long drinks. We have 100 long drinks. Get maybe roughly 100 beers, and then we'd have to basically purchase – 300 drinks worth of wine which is dozens and dozens of bottles now the key is a lot of people bring bottles of wine to these parties in my experience so do we want to buy all of that wine or do we buy a lot of the wine and then start opening stuff if we need to that people gift over to us that's one potential opportunity but we are going to do a big run I think, tomorrow. I did my food shopping list already for all the food that we're going to be providing, heavy hors d'oeuvres. But the beer and wine situation, we've got the long drink already. The beer and wine situation is still a little bit up in the air. We're going to do red and white for sure. Whether we do a few different varieties of red and white has not been determined yet. But the last thing I want is to run out of alcohol. That's a big no-no. We cannot... Allow that to happen. I also don't want to buy an insane, ludicrous, ridiculous amount of alcohol that we then don't consume that evening. I know you can always just hang on, like put a bunch of wine in your pantry and use it up over the course of the winter. That's fine. I'd rather err on that side of things. But, Christine, it sounds like you are openly scoffing at what Google tells me is the way we should be planning.
2: Yeah, I think you just have to take into account that this is going to be the first party for many people in a very long time. So um, the festivities may be taken up. Now, I have solutions for
0: you. That's actually, before we get to your solutions, I want to actually say something here. Prepare yourself, maybe sit down. That is a very good point. I had not really thought too hard about the fact that for a lot of people, this will be the first big blowout-type party, especially indoors, that they've been to for quite some time. Not true of everyone. Some people have been living it up and traveling all over the place and doing. But for for many others, that's not really true. For example, last night I was in the green room with Molly Hemingway. She and I were both on the panel with Brett Baer, and we were sort of whispering about the party. She will be there with her husband, Mark. And she was saying, we are so excited about this because we haven't really done a big party like this in a while So, yeah, people might really want to cut loose. I just wonder, what does that look like? Is that 1.5 drinks? Yeah,
2: I would say, listen, unfortunately for Quiet Wyatt, uh, he's not going to see the full-on producer cookie, you know, drinking in action. Because let's be honest, you got to keep a, a civility. Well, I do, at least. For, they got to keep it
0: together. Yeah. Why so, are you singling out Quiet White as being fortunate here? We are all fortunate that we're well, not going to be you've seen.
2: This. You've seen me, Fargons. So.
0: <laughs> I, uh, I have, and I, and I sometimes get a phone call from Yeah, a Mama's Juice uh, impacted where, where producer I have these Christine. Great
2: ideas, right? Or so I think. You have
0: a, many, many things to say, certainly under those circumstances. But here's the here's the one thing that I want you to think about as we're considering the math. On the drinks, if we were to do on average one drink per guest per hour, that'd be 500 drinks. However, we are not going to have, as I was saying, 100 people at the party for the whole time. Maybe at the peak of the party, we'd have like 70 or 80 people. With fewer at the beginning and fewer at the end, it's not 100 people drinking all night. It's different waves and probably like a a curve, when a bell curve of guests who are actually there and drinking, which is why I feel like going way above and beyond four or 500 drinks might be a mistake because you're planning for too many guests. There's gonna be fewer guests there on average at any given time.
2: Well, you could look at it two ways. Um, One, I I like your idea of get the, not the bare minimum, but get what you were, you know, one drink, you're one drink per one hour theory. And then- start opening bottles of what people are bringing. You know we're all going to bring something. Do you know what I'm saying? Like you're going to have plenty of options.
0: Yeah, we'll have that. We'll have the gifted wine mm-hmm. as the backup plan. But I have I have ideas. Okay. I have two ideas. One,
2: I say we bring back a punch. Nobody makes punches anymore.
0: Why don't you get a You big- You sound like Trump. We don't have punch anymore, but with me, we're going to have the most beautiful, big, powerful, tremendous punch. It's so true. Although he doesn't drink.
2: No, this one's going to have – just think about it. Like a big punch bowl with, you know, the ladle and everybody's rocking around the Christmas tree and everybody's pouring in the punch. You know, you could think – just think about it. Number two, you haven't even mentioned box of wine. Now, that gives you many, many, many more glasses of wine than an an actual bottle. So, I, I could save you money here.
0: And it's pretty darn good wine. We're not doing boxed wine. And we're not doing punch. Either? Nope. Oh. Nope. I mean, I, I'm not opposed to a punch. The thing is, and you know this, we have a bartender coming just to help us serve and keep an eye on everything and just so it's not a complete mess. So we have to provide all the alcohol, though. The punch is self-serve and it can be messy and spilling and it's, and you know, what do you put in the punch? It kind of sounds like a jungle juice back from college days. That that's, that's a no for this particular party. And then just for boxed wine, I don't want to be a snob about it. I know some wine that is served in a box is not bad wine, but just... I don't know. There's something about me that I don't want at my party guests being served wine out of a little spigot connected to a cardboard box. All right. Go the fancy route. It's it's aesthetic. It's not necessarily fancy. We're not going to go blow out the budget here on unbelievable wine. We're going to get respectably good wine.
2: I, I, I believe you. I, I, I was just trying to help you and
0: your wallet. No, I, I appreciate that. No, because it is, these expenses are definitely growing. Because it's like, well, now we need this thing. Oh, what about this thing? What about dessert? We're going to have dessert. We have to have something for dessert. And all of a sudden, what you have budgeted, it just keeps inching north and north and north. And all of a sudden, you're like, well, hold on. What happened here?
2: You need a like dessert? I got to take
0: out a second mortgage.
2: I can make some Rice Krispie treats. And like in green and red, Megan loves those.
0: It, 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 have Have I, you offered to make that for her uh, class as a class mom, and then forgotten to bring them in? That's <laughs> like something you would have done as a class mother.
2: Actually, I had to email because obviously I'm not the class mother again this year. I had to email oh, yeah. the class mother and ask her if she needs anything for the Christmas party, and she said that they're fine. <laughs> like That's not even a paper a plate, good call. nothing.
0: They're like, hey, honey, the resigned class mom wants to bring something. What should I tell her? It's like, oh, you know, tell her it's, it's fine. No, but we could use, no, no, just not, not her, not her. I think that's a good call. Thank you for the offer. Well, Thank you, you for your suggestions. I mean, listen,
2: okay, just, I'm putting it out there and then we can end this segment. Boxed wine, punch, and Rice Krispie treats in the shapes of Santa, candy canes, and Christmas trees. This is what I can offer you.
0: That sounds like a wonderful party that you can hold at your house. And if you do, I know I won't be invited because I've never been invited there. But you might want to get it in before you sell the house and move to a tiny apartment where you can't really have parties ever again. Another interesting choice that you've made that we don't have time to get into because we're out of time. You have many questions about the party. I know attire is on the docket. Yes. I know acceptable conduct and behavior is on the docket, not in an HR sense, although we might need to have that. Uh, sort of PowerPoint for you, a training session for Cookie, just a refresher. But just like, can you be booking guests at the party? That sort of thing. We will do a Q and A with Curious Christine tomorrow on the home stretch. Until then, have a great night. See you at midnight with Shannon Bream on Fox News Channel. And we will talk to you once again right back here tomorrow on the Guy Benson Show. Stretch On this Friday, yeah, it's a Friday ahead of the Christmas party that we've been now arguably hyping at this point for the last couple of days. It's our annual tradition. I think part of the reason is it's back. Last year, we had to do this really bastardized, small, sad version with very few people distanced and partially outside and all that stuff. This year, it's like we're going big You say go big or go home, but it is at our home. But go big, and we're embracing it. Did I mention the website, GuyBensonShow.com, free podcast, bonus Benson on the weekends, all that stuff. So I want to make sure that I do that. So (laughs) we did our official last check on guests going through the RSVPs. We believe that our attendance number is 113. There will be a few drop-offs but there might be a few surprise plus ones. This always happens. So I'm going to guess about 110 people over the course of the evening, which is exciting but also nerve-wracking because that's a lot of people. It's like a wedding. The tent arrived today. Roy was going absolutely crazy, our dog, barking at the guys as they were setting up. It's a huge tent, which we need. It's like a second living room. We need that space. There's a heater. We've got the... Sort of the sides to the tent with the fake windows, that whole look. So Roy was barking like crazy. One of the workers told him to shut up in Spanish. Cayete. I laughed. I thought it was hilarious. Roy has no idea what that means. He has not been trained in Spanish. I know what it meant, though. It was funny. So I was showing producer Christine and the team on uh, on the Zoom call earlier, our FaceTime that we always do as we prepare for the show, what the tent looks like. We have not done any sort of sweeping out there or setting up chairs or anything like that, but it's coming together. It's really happening. We are so excited. And producer Christine is, of course, curious Christine. She has lots of questions. I felt already nearly attacked by Kat Timpf earlier in the hour where she was like needing my advice about what to wear. Here's a pro tip. Don't ask me for my advice on what to wear. We put out a generic, meaningless-sounding thing, smart, festive, casual. You interpret it however you want. I'm probably going to steer you wrong, especially if you're a lady. I know many people say that I'm a fashion leader, but I don't know. I'm just dispensing advice on the radio. I think she'll be fine. But Producer Christine has many questions. Before we get to some of her questions that I've been promising that we will answer here, we did get... A strange voicemail earlier today. It is from Bob in New Jersey. Bobby, Christine's husband, wanted to relay a few things to me before the party. Let's listen to this together. Cut 39. Hey, guy. It's Cookie's better half here. Just want to run a few things by you ahead of this weekend's uh, soiree. First of all, thank you for letting me bring my dog, Rosie. I think her and Roy will get along famously. Uh, wanted to touch base, too. Christine said you wanted her to bring boxes of wine. Uh, that's fine. That's doable. But I'm at Costco. Uh. And I think there's a pretty good deal on a jug of wine. I wonder if that would be better. <laughs> also, Christine <laughs> mentioned Rice Krispie Treats. Do you want those individually wrapped, or should I make them at home and bring them? It's very important you get back to me on this. Finally, she mentioned that there's going to be a carousel there. Now, I hope uh, she means a merry-go-round and not a pony, because she has a little PTSD from her uh, carousel incident from years ago. Uh, So if you can get back to me, let me know uh, before we get down there. That would be fantastic. Thanks, Guy. (laughs) That's good. He hit a lot of the jokes in that very short voicemail. And, yeah, she has carousel PTSD in the same way that Alec Baldwin has PTSD, apparently. No regrets for producer Christine staring into the eyes of her childhood pony and pulling the trigger. Or not, as Alec Baldwin claims. So, Christine, you have fed your husband so much misinformation. His head is now swimming with wrong stuff. So much appreciated on the jug of wine offer and the crispy treats and all of that. There will be no carousel. Rest assured, you've seen to it. No, there's no carousel for anyone anymore. That's been true for a while. Poor carousel, rest her soul, somewhere in a garbage dump in Staten Island. We all know. But let's let's get back into the realm of reality, and let's try to address some of your Curious Christine questions because I do worry that you might have certain ideas, and I want to dispel as many of them as possible here in the time that we have left before you show up in my house after pre-gaming at Quiet Wyatt's house, by the way. He's going to have unlimited herbal tea. He's going to have hard copies backdated to the wall street journal it is going to be wild for you guys so i hope you don't get you know a little too crazy before you roll in tomorrow night with even maxi's coming back which is very exciting what are some of the top pieces of guidance that you're seeking from me producer christine
2: well the first was going to be attire but after your answer to cat i'm not sure who to ask about this, but what I'm thinking is... Can't you
0: just talk to... Don't girls talk to each other about this stuff? Isn't this what girls do? So she she was a little busy
2: today, so I, well, normally I probably would speak to her. I, she had a fabulous outfit on that was green, and I said, you should just wear that. But um, festive...
0: What are you planning to wear? Like, what is your general thought of what you might be wearing? So to me, festive, you mentioned a leopard print. Yeah,
2: animal print is always festive.
0: No. Not for Christmas.
2: Sure. Animal print could be, I mean, in New Jersey, animal print can be for any holiday. Let's be Christine, honest.
0: Christine, it is not 1 a.m. in a casino in Atlantic City. This is a nice Christmas party in Northern Virginia.
2: So uh, that the stiletto, the, the inches, are we talking like two, three, or six? Because sometimes with Leopard, you need a very, very high heel.
0: Are the shoes made out of carousels remains? Oh, that was just wrong.
2: Just wrong. So I guess I will figure out my attire on my own. I will bring several,
0: several animal print outfits and some Mm.
2: faux fur. And I will just put, you know. I'm going to
0: throw red paint on you, not because I have a problem with fur, but because I just don't like the look. (laughs) I'm going to shame you for another reason. Shame, shame, shame. Get the whole party chanting at you.
2: You're going to do that anyway. Uh, and by the way, I love how you asked Kat how she felt because, you know, Greg makes these dr- jokes about her being, a, you know, a drug addict. You every day insinuate I'm an alcoholic who killed not a pony. Not every day.
0: Oops. No. Well, I mean, the, the pony thing happened and also like the Soviet spy stuff. But no, the, the the alcohol stuff is maybe once or twice a week. And that's different than meth.
2: Yeah, I guess.
0: It's not the same as heroin.
2: Okay. Uh, on that, um would it be weird just if accept I accept that you're yeah saying, okay, moving on well, because I do have a question about alcohol. Um, I know you're doing you're not doing spirits per se, correct?
0: Only the long drink, which is premium liquor, as you know, Christine.
2: Now, do you accept if i I know you don't want the rice crispy treats? i I could tell you're not really intrigued by that. What well, about
0: you can tell because I said it explicitly? no, I don't want it.
2: yes. I mean, so yeah. I, I'm
0: glad that you picked up on that. That's very perceptive.
2: What about? jello shots with vodka oh
0: no. oh no first of all i'm a non-vodka drinker i cannot stand vodka jello shots are a throwback to college and they were not even a good idea then in my 21 year old body let alone my 36 year old body we are going to say a hard no on the jello shots they're more fun than in theory i would say than in reality
2: so, then you definitely don't want the vodka infused strawberries I was thinking of making. And then I was going to put. Well, no,
0: these are the things also I will remind you what we were open to was jello shots at the July barbecue that you said you were coming to and that just completely ghosted us. So, that was your big chance. Actually, now I'm wondering if you're even going to show up, or is this going to be another example of Cookie just having better things to do on a Saturday night? Anyway, please go on. Next question.
2: So don't bring my own bottle of vodka and hand it to the bartender and say, give him like a 20 and be like, I'll be back.
0: <laughs> no, let's let's avoid that. There's going to be plenty of booze. Okay. You don't need to bring a flask.
2: Oh, I have so many. I was thinking about bringing I know. The, the one that looks like no, a bracelet. I, you've
0: actually, you've shown us your flasks before. It's been a long time. This was, I think, back in the Benson and Harf days. You sent a text message with all of your flasks laid out like it was the police who did a big drug bust with all the guns? Like, look at what we found in this stash house, this trap house. That's what it looked like. But it was with your booze flasks. I have a. Pretty, so I know, I know that you have like a bracelet. Yes, that's a, a rose, flask. a
2: rose gold bracelet. I was thinking about wearing. Now, uh, another thing is, what time do you need me there? Should I be there to greet the guest with you and Adam? Can I make an entrance? Uh, maybe like a, a, a little bit later. Uh, I am – I think uh, Wyatt, Maxie, Bobby, and myself are going to go out to dinner beforehand.
0: OK. you know so you'll, I think you'll it's be smart. showing up it's probably smart more in the, the swing of the party at that point. I think, yes, getting, getting some food would be a good idea, a little baseline there uh, to absorb some of the alcohol once you arrive. That's probably a good idea. You might not be hungry for our delicious past foods at that point though. Oh,
2: don't worry. We have don't. some
0: really good stuff.
2: I will have it all. But but did you, I mean, I could get the boys set up at the restaurant, come to your house to greet, you know, some of the early no, comers. No, no,
0: you, you You spend as much time as you'd like away from the party. You know, far, I, far away from the party. I offered this. And then you this. can arrive with the whole team. Where are you guys going to dinner, by the way? Have you made that decision yet?
2: I have some ideas. I don't want to stay on air because, you know, people show up and, you know, what oh, happens. Oh, yeah, you're
0: public. Yeah, you know, the paparazzi, <laughs> we don't want to tip them off. You can text me later. How about that? Uh, I'll send it to I, page I six.
2: <laughs> Thank you. Uh, now, cookie
0: spotted stumbling out of blank.
2: Now, uh, what kind of party games?
0: You're not you... driving, are you? Can we just say no?
2: Gosh, okay. no. All right. All
0: right, go on. Go um, on.
2: Party games of any None. sort, because no. I have it's too big. I have a, no, too no, no, many people. I have a blow up um, reindeer nope. antlers. Nope. nope. And no. then ring toss. So I put the antlers on, and then people throw the rings, and then I have to catch them.
0: No projectiles, no inflatable anything. Next question.
2: How long can I stay until?
0: I would say if you start to look around and it's looking kind of thin at that point, I don't care if it's a really fun group of people. I think that if people are kind of giving you the look like, oh, this, this one is kind of uh, cooked. It's It might be time- to pour her into an Uber and, and send her off to the hotel. I think that's probably the moment. It's probably not going to work for you, but I think Bobby will know. This is where I'm counting on Bobby and Maxie and Quiet Wyatt.
2: Okay, and last question. Um, I won't bring my notebook to take phone numbers down, but I will have my cell phone with me. How much booking can I do? Can I at least get next week booked up? I mean, that's I need at least Monday so I can recover Sunday.
0: No booking at the party. You'll be extremely tempted because many Fox people will be there. A smorgasbord, a bouillabaisse of options, if you will. And I just need you to contain yourself. And remember, just like at the wedding, sometimes it's okay to just let go of the producing responsibilities, have a nice time and don't be hounding keep this in mind you might get someone to agree to something and they've had a few drinks they're not going to remember either so just avoid it altogether and then you can always say hi so and so it's cookie from the party you may have met me i'm still so sorry for throwing up on you however are you available to do the show on monday right that's the type of thing you can send on sunday i would say
2: all right i think please answered- please don't
0: throw up Please don't throw up. Oh, no, it's, that you, no
2: that's the next day. Don't worry.
0: I'm responsible at night. <laughs> okay. That's, that's very good. Plus, you wouldn't want to ruin your carousel heels anyway, because those are a prized possession, a trophy almost. If I, you don't, will. I don't
2: throw up on faux fur and leather and leopard.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You're that classy. You save it for the real deal. All right. Are you feeling confident, comfortable, and ready?
2: I think so. I, I, I think so. I, well, you got to ask Wyatt. Is he ready for, for Cookie to enter Wyatt DC? has
0: been laughing his ass off through the glass here throughout this entire segment. I'm not even sure if he's prepared to comment on this. Wyatt, are you ready to have this character show up at your
3: house tomorrow? Guy... I think I'm going to start drinking at probably 4 a.m. while I'm reading the Wall Street Journal tomorrow morning. <laughs> <You> wake up. Because <laughs> it's going to be quite a day.
0: <laughs> Self-medication for quiet Wyatt. He'll be very quiet. He might just, like, curl up in the field position and, and nap at the party, which is perfectly fine. We'll give him some warm milk. He and Roy can just hang out. We are off the rails. We are completely gone. The good news is we're out of time, so we can't go any further afield. Have a great weekend. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. A full report, hopefully not involving any police reports, on Monday. It's the Guy Benson Show.
1: That was this week's edition of Bonus Benson. For more Guy Benson Show, go to GuyBensonShow.com or wherever you get your podcasts.